encourage myself not to worry. Hallelujah. I'm so concerned about what tomorrow is. Like, what is the next move in my career? What am I? At times, like, I don't know. At times, at times I sit myself down. I'm like, what are you doing with your life? You need to have done more. Hallelujah. A lot of times we need to, I, I need to usually pinch myself and remind myself of what the word of God says. Hallelujah. You know, scripture says that we should take no thought for tomorrow. What we would wear, what would we eat? Praise God. You know, this the memory verse we just read again says, be careful for nothing. It didn't say some things. It said nothing. You know why? It says because in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. So if you, the, the reason why, the way I read my Bible is very funny. You know, it says be careful for nothing because the Bible knows that there are things to be careful for. Abby? It says, you know, another, um, another translation will say be anxious. Praise God. Because it knows that there are things that we want to, there are things that our natural instincts as men want us to be anxious for. Oh my God, what will I do after school? Oh my God, NYC is ending. Will I get a job? Oh my God, they said the unemployment rating is 44%. Oh my God. Um, this state, oh, my, my goal in life is to be in mid-management before 30. How many years do I have more? Praise God. But our church today says be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be known unto God. This is our memory verse. I want us to put this, like, one of the things I like about this verse is that because it's something that we are tempted to do every day, we should have it at the back of our mind. When I find myself being worried, when I find myself being careful, I keep telling myself, Koforola, be careful for nothing. Hallelujah. Our Bible passage is taken from Psalm 67, 5 to 6. Psalm 67, 5 to 6. It says, let the people praise thee, O God, let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield that increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, let the people bless thee. Let the people praise thee. Then, hallelujah, in praise comes the victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In praise comes the victory. Even Jesus, when he had 5,000 people to feed, he has just five breads and two fishes. What did he do? He gave thanks and then he broke the bread. Hallelujah. So let's just read what is here. It says, my God is so generous that when he wants to make the barren fruitful, he gives them multiple babies. If you don't believe me, ask Anna. Let's read um, 1 Samuel 1. I think it's 11. 1 Samuel 1, 11. This is the story of Anna. No, I, I don't think that this is a new story, but I want us to see something. 1 Samuel 11. Okay, yes. And she, so 11 says, And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look unto the affliction of thy handmaid. Please give me NKJV. I'm sorry. NKJV, thank you so much. It says, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you would indeed look at the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no result shall come upon his head. This was Anna. She was considered barren because she had not had a child. I'm saying she was considered because that was not what God was seeing her as. Praise God. 
So people looked at her and just named, I just called her Byron because she didn't have a child at the moment. They could not see the big picture, hallelujah. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. By faith, the just shall do what? Live by faith. By faith, the elders obtain their good reports. Like we know that our life is not what is physical. Praise God. It's not what I am seeing. It is what God has told me. So I say, I'm saying they consider that barren because they did not know what God was seeing. And she was here praying after so many years that God just give me one child. God give me a son. Amen. Just give me what? A son. She was praying so much that, you know, they said that the high priest saw her Eli and she thought she was drunk because of how much, how engrossed she was in prayers. So let's go to First Samuel 2. Verse 21. And the Lord visited Anna so that she had conceived and bore what? Three sons. Three sons two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Hallelujah. This was a woman that they had what? They had considered people had labeled her. They've looked at her story. They've looked at what they can see. And they had labeled her what? Barren. And but this was she that they had given... It's not far, it's not in the far, far. It was the next chapter. It says what? She had born three sons. She was praying to God to give her one son, and she ended up having three and two girls, five children. Hallelujah. You know, um, there's this hymn that I like a lot. It says, oh, God, just because we do not carry Everything to God, the prayer. Oh, what feet? Oh, what needless blames we bear? Just because we do not carry everything to God in prayers. Hallelujah. So you see that, you know, the way I've, I, I, I see life is that there's a situation. There are things to do. If I worry, you know, scripture says that how many of you by worrying have added a cubit to your height? Praise God. It means that there is an action that cannot bring forth fruits or results. And there is an action that can produce so much results. Amen. So if there's a situation to do something, it's just common sense to pick the one that can yield result. Amen? And that's why, that's why I like the scripture. It says, be anxious for nothing. And it's not just telling you to disregard your feelings. Do you understand? It's not telling you why are you worried. Do you understand? It's not telling you to disregard your feelings. It's telling you that what you feel is valid, but anxiety is not the result. I don't even understand what I'm saying. You see that future you want to think about so much and worry about? Yes, that future ought to be thought about, but anxiety is not supposed to be your response. You know, say, but, it means that you are substituting something for something. He says, so instead of being what? Being anxious, letting anxiety be your response. You know, mutilate the feelings and go to God in prayer with thanksgiving. Praise God. Uh, yes, it's that there have been many testimonies that are programs in the Redeemed Christian Church of God where people were told by doctors 
that they could not have a baby, and God gave them multiple babies. There was a particular woman who the doctors had told that her womb was too small to accommodate a baby. She wrote us, and we prayed. From that same womb, pronounced as too small for one baby, four babies came out at once. I decree once again, it doesn't matter how long you have been waiting for the fruit of the womb. May God give you multiple children in nine months in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, this it says that. From, so, we bless God for statistics. Information is amazing. Trust me, I like information. I like the fact that he helps you to, you know, when you work with projections, you understand how this thing works. Oh, maybe there was a projection. I know there was a, there's a projection that, oh, maybe the dollar would rise to maybe let's say nine something next year. So when you are budgeting, you won't budget in such a way that when you enter the year, it won't be sufficient, right? We bless God for that. We bless God for test results. We bless God for the amazing wisdom that God has given men. But trust me, there is still a reason why God is more than men. Praise God. There is still a, there is still a person, there is still a wisdom that resides in God that makes him more than men. That's why we bless God for the wisdom that he has given men. We also do not forget that we serve a God who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what we can ever think, ask for, or imagine. Hallelujah. So, when we are saying more than fruitfulness, it means that that which you are praying for, in fact, God is more prepared to give you more than that. Let's just have the right heart and the right approach to situations. Praise God. How many of you are with me? hope I've not lost anybody. God has not called us to serve him in vain. Look at Job. He lost everything. In fact, if they were looking for something to define unfortunate during his time, I'm sure that they could have substituted unfortunate for Job. Say, ah, please, oh, don't let me be Job. Oh. When you want to tell someone that, please, don't let me be unfortunate. How many of us? Because the way things happened to him was, <laughs> I can't explain. But look at what happened after he was restored. I don't know what this is for, but I don't, I don't, I don't, don't let me say I don't care. I'm trying to look for a better word. It doesn't matter how long you have waited or prayed for that thing. Hallelujah. Scripture says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous does what? Availeth much. You know, another, another translation will say, brings forth much power. Hallelujah. There's nothing too small to pray about. Anything that makes you, makes your heart beat faster. Just tell it to God. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is, cast your care upon him, for he does what? He cares for us. You know, when I first read that Bible in KJV, it says, cast your care. You know, you, you don't need to make it true. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So that you don't want to say, oh, so that will not disturb God too much. Today, there's one care, and I call him. Tomorrow, there's one care, I call him. Call, call upon him as much as possible. Don't let, you know, there's a way these things work, you know. There's a thought. There's something will now happen. You know, say, oh, my God, I just said it. 
I don't know how many of us that's happened to. It starts from a thought that we cannot even place our hand on. Praise God. It might even be a conversation that did not concern you. Let me give an example. How you are passing, and people are saying, ah, there's no job, bro. There's no job. I even went for that interview. The only one person they picked. You are not looking for a job yet. You are still in school. All of a sudden, that conversation, then when you are finished, you say, hey, God, I heard that there's no job, bro. Praise God. Because of that little thing that you heard, hallelujah. It's just scripture. It says, if you're already bearing fruit and want more, note that John 15, 1-2 says that if you already have fruit, God will make sure that you bear even more. Being fruitful is not, however, limited to childbearing. It also involves business ministry and many more areas of your life. There are two types of fruitful persons, those whose fruit increase by addition and those whose fruit increase by multiplication. I don't know about you, but I prefer to multiply than to merely increase by addition. The secret to your fruit multiplying is in thanksgiving. When you thank God adequately for the things he did yesterday, he will do even more. After Anna had Samuel, she sang a song of thanksgiving to God, and he gave her five more children. That was the first Samuel we read. You know, if you read the first Samuel 2 up, you see what is called the Anna's prayer. You know, how she just came and just blessed God recklessly. You know, the funny thing about Samuel was that she gave birth to him, but it was not going to be a child. I don't know if you understand. When they, that part that we read, you know when they talked about Anna's children, they said she bought five, but Samuel. That means Samuel was not a child because the vow she made before God was that though I will bear this one, I will bring him to you. And Samuel was taken to. So it wasn't even, even a child. So she wasn't even thinking, ah, this one that God even gave me is not my own. Praise God. Because at the end of the day, she was not going to have that kind of, you know, there's this kind of relationship parents want to have with her children, the affection, the entire thing. You no, know, maybe she had, if it was a Gen Z mom now, she had given birth. You know, before she gave birth, she had done mini me and me. She has done cords. Praise God. You know, I wear white shirt. My daughter wears white shirt. You know, we both wear, praise God. She was not going to have all that. She was not going to have this. This challenge that they are doing, give us 10 years, where they will sing and they will see different pictures of them. She was not going to have all that because the child belonged to God. Praise God. But she still gave thanks. She gave thanks in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you and I in everything. He doesn't say things that are palatable. You know why? Because in that giving thanks lies our victory. It shows God that we actually believe who he is. Praise God. Imagine them saying that something is wrong with you and you just go, my God, thank you, Jesus, for what you have done. Thank you, Jesus, for things you have done in my life. And trust me, Mr. I'm not trying to tell you that. That's what I do. There are a lot of times I'm just like, you know what, God. But we, we learn and we know better. We grow. Praise God. We grow. That is one of the reasons why we are here in the, in the midst of believers, so that your irons can sharpen my iron, my irons can sharpen your iron. Our response to things and situations should not be anxiety. Praise God. It's is okay to cry. 
But make sure that when you are crying, you are telling God, God, no, ma- no matter what this is, what is happening to me, I am pained, but I see you. Let me just share a quick testimony. There was a time I, I, I told someone that after my NYC, I did not get a job. It was bad. It was bad that I cannot forget December 1st, 2018, right? Somebody called me and said, Kofi, I heard you are not working. Why are you not working? Why are you doing? Because I got good grades. I went to school and I read my books. I had two one in uni, two one in law school. So nobody could understand why I wasn't getting a job. But I was really trying. And somebody called me and just laughed at me and said, maybe I was being selective. Maybe because they are still feeding me at home. That's why I was doing shakara. I said, me that be getting, we regret. My meal was full of regret then. And I remember that the next day, it was a Saturday, December 2nd, I cried all day. I didn't talk to my mom. And then later in January, I got a job. In January, I told, there was one day I just decided I didn't like my job. I wanted to change my job. And as it would happen, there was a place, I, the place I currently work, the first mail I got was we regret. I had forgotten about it. And all of a sudden, I was called to get the job. And in my organization, right, it takes two years. Like the standard, at least the performance, that you're a good person, that you are good at your job, it takes two years to get promoted from one grade to another. This is my third year, and I've gotten promoted twice. And the beginning of this year, I was telling somebody, on the 4th of January, the day after my birthday, I got the very, uh, there was something I wanted and I did not get it. Last year, the day before we went for workers' retreat, I'd be working on something and it was that day ahead I was not going to get it. In fact, I cried and I just said, I said, you know what, I'm going for workers' retreat. And it just went on like that. And from, I can remember that when I told my sister, my sister called me and said, I cried, so why are you not crying? I said, because I know what I had when I was coming into this year. And this one loss would not make me doubt God. Like, it was so bad that I was protecting my space. I wasn't telling anybody about it. The reason I told my sister was that she really wanted to know. So I wasn't talking about it. Because I knew that the moment I talked about it, I probably would, it probably would gain stance in my heart. And I saw it, I deleted the mail, and I moved on. And from 15th of January to date, I realized that things that I pegged down, that, oh, by July 31st, this is when it will happen. This is what, like, for the year, like, it was like God just said, you know what, I am redeeming the time for you, praise God, and he taught me something, like, he makes everything beautiful in his time, praise God, he makes everything beautiful in his time, I don't know who this is for, but you know that thing that you are worried about today, when it happens, you know, the scripture says that when he turned around the captivity of Zion, they were like them that dreamt, praise God, it would be like, why was I not worried all this while? Praise God. Hallelujah. When Jesus needed the multiplication and anointing to work on the five loaves of bread and two fishes, he simply thanked God for the provision and he began to multiply. Thank God for his provision and watch him transform you from the realm of additional increase to divine multiplication. Hallelujah. I just want us to do something. I want you to think of that thing that is worrying you the most now and thank God for it. Call it by his name and say, God, God, I thank you for this thing. I thank you for this particular thing. I thank you because I know that 
it is not what I see. It is you. You will do your own. You will do your own thing. Hallelujah. I want you to thank God. I want you to exercise this faith. You know, they said that the secret to multiplication is thanksgiving. I want you to thank God. Church, I'm not hearing you pray. I want you to thank God. I want you to think of that thing that made you anxious yesterday. When, when you thought about it, you're like, oh my God. I want you to thank God about it. Father, Lord, I that ought you and thank God for it. Thank God for it. Ni bitemu alo, eshe ni bite tibere, eshe ni bite bade, adukwe o Jesu, ni bitemu alo. You are good, you are kind, you are more than this. Lost for words. Trying to describe you. Ele we, ele she, ele she le we. So much free. There is nothing you cannot do. There is no mountain you cannot move. If you are said you have already done for us. We are not grateful at, and we are not oblivious of the things that you do daily. For daily loading us, we benefit for daily fighting our battles. We acknowledge that we have seen your mighty hands at work in your lives. We acknowledge that if not for you, where would we be? We acknowledge your faithfulness. We acknowledge that you are good. You are good to us. You are kind to us. We acknowledge that you can be relied on. We acknowledge that you are intentional concerning us. We acknowledge that, you know, you daily think about us. You daily, you daily care about us. We say thank you. Father, Lord, we know that, you know, you have a track record of keeping your word. You know, we know that God will be true in our lives and every man will be a liar. We know that every report that contradicts you becomes a liar in our life because you are true. We hold you true. We hold you true. We proclaim that you are true to us. We proclaim that you are true to us. We thank you. We thank you for victory, even the ones we cannot see yet. 
We thank you for victory, even the ones we cannot see yet. We thank you for your steadfast love for us. We thank you because we know we can feel you. We can see you. We see your hand upon our lives. We see the mighty miracles and the greatness you are wrought with our lives. We can see it. Father, Lord, we adore you. We give you glory. We say, be thou glorified. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, our Father, for how you have done and the things you are doing. Be thou glorified in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we've prayed.